0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Emotional Duct Tape. I'm Corey.
1: I'm Jamie. It's really weird. I almost said you're lying.
0: <laughs> one, one of these days, I'll let you, but yeah. whenever I, I, I always worry about, like, not, not to put you on blast, but when I, like, Jamie, do you want to intro? You're like, no, I don't <laughs> want to.
1: Kind like a panic. At, like, I've never done this before, but like, I'm still like used to our intro now that it's like, like, I just want to say it with you. Like, I'm Corey. I'm Jamie. Yay we're gonna talk about sad stuff i almost i almost (laughs) gotta like change it up or
0: something you know but what's funny is we're already over 30 episodes of this thing
1: of this thing
0: yeah it's 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 so amazing and i mean jamie like i'm pretty sure this time last year we were talking about the idea of this podcast yes Yes, and for those people who don't know jamie and i met on tiktok uh like a year ago over a year ago and we have this idea for a podcast and I was telling her how I, I, the idea of grief and she's like, I want to be on the podcast. I'm like, just be on the podcast permanently, you know, not a guest, but be like a host. And she's like, yes. <laughs> and I mean, so this is like, it's kind of cool to think about where we were a year ago, just to,
1: I can't believe it's been almost a year
0: since we i think started... our first
1: episode we recorded in september of last year right
0: september or october i feel like yeah and i mean that well, was... we gotta
1: celebrate we gotta figure out the, the actual date because this is it is it is i i want to celebrate like we should do something special like celebrate sure. all of our people all 30 something people yes. that, that have come on shared their stories and like provided so much hope
0: I would really love to have like one year recaps from everyone like say where they are now and everything. I know like some people's lives have drastically changed even since they were on the podcast three or four months ago. You know, so I for mean, sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, today's guest is uh, is another TikTok friend. Actually, uh, it's it's that's kind of the world we live in. I feel like a lot of our friends are TikTok people, and um, that's great though because that's where we find our like that's where our friendship started. So. Um, today we have on the podcast Alicia Williams. Alicia, thank you for being here.
2: Hi, Alicia. Thanks for having me. Hi, guys. How are you?
0: So people might know you on TikTok. It's Lady Tafos, correct? As I pronounce it. Yes. So, um, and we'll obviously talk about like why, but um, what your account is basically is you you go to grave sites and you clean up old graves and make them beautiful again and. Mm-hmm it's a very mm-hmm. relaxing process to watch like I just sit there and I just kind of like chill out but what really surprised me though is that the whole reason this started was because it, it was a response to grief in your life yes so really let's let's talk about that grief and like like what happened and, and kind of share what what you'd like to in your own words oh
2: well where do I start I've, in a lot of ways I feel like Um, I was born into grief. Um, I didn't have uh, the best childhood. Okay. And I struggled through childhood a little bit. And but when I got married, and, you know, started a family had four beautiful children. um, I had hopes that um, my kids were going to have a different life than I would childhood it would play out
0: differently for them. And it didn't. Isn't that really interesting too? Because I um my mom has passed away now, but my biological father was just a biological father. He was not he was never um legally like he was never my father on the birth certificate even. And it's amazing how like when our lives start out in a place of grief or instability like we have such high hopes and expectations for ourselves to like okay when it's my turn i'm going to do better you know right and and that that's and i'm sure too like when things don't turn out that way it hits almost like it's like a double impacted kind of grief and like a pain thing yeah
2: right and i i will i mean and, this, and then on top of you know coping with the the loss of you know, this dream that I had in my head, um, I had to adjust to, oh I was a, I was a stay-at-home mom, still am, um, for the most part, um, I had my kids with me 24-7, I was still nursing my youngest, and all of a sudden, because he stayed in Florida, and I moved back to Virginia, we were, a, I was having to share my kids from 500 miles away, like a lot of divorces are. still in the same town you you don't um you don't have that separation but all of a sudden it was like now it wasn't up to me when i weaned my kid or potty trained my kid or i wasn't gonna spend birthdays with them i wasn't gonna i was gonna have to share holidays and it wasn't just sharing it was the distance it was it just felt so insurmountable to me at that time i
0: mean obviously the divorces are ugly regardless but was was the dynamic between the two of you pretty pretty hostile or anything it it was
2: it was um incredibly hostile okay um incredibly hostile the first um the first christmas that um we were separated we didn't have an official agreement um at all no papers and i let the kids go to see him for the holiday for the christmas holiday and he kept my daughter um gave let my sons come back home with me but kept my daughter for wow. almost three months um wow. was just like I- i'm gonna keep her i can't take care of the boys i mean and and you know his new girlfriend because the case <laughs> the case was in florida and i lived in virginia so they concocted a lot of schemes i don't know how else to put it um the new girlfriend um, would go get protective orders against me and then they would take them to the judge in florida and you know they would call social services in my county in my state and have social services come investigate me and then when they would get the papers notifying them they would present it Like I had, I had been doing all this stuff and, um, I'm trying to do everything over the phone from another state. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was barely holding it together, you know, mentally. Um, so I still look back on it and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how, how I got through it, but yeah, it was really volatile, really bad.
1: it's crazy how people you know we we've, we've actually heard a very similar story in in my neighbor page on how her her ex um, spent most of her time with her new person concocting schemes and things against her and it it, it is it's i, I mean I can't believe, you know, that we're, that I'm hearing this again. And that like this, this is happening in the world. And that, you know, first of all, I'm very sorry that this happened to you, but secondly, it is mind blowing to me that people could take the time to, to do something so horrible, you know, right. And and with children involved,
2: (laughs) you know, and it was, it's a long list of things because, um, when all was said and done, it took, I would say, five years before things calmed down and we weren't in court anymore. Um, but um, I, I didn't react well. It, I reached a point where I was like, just every person that I came across, I was like, you're out to get me. You're, you're going to do something to hurt me too. Um, I ended up becoming estranged from my family. <laughs> and then my family joined forces with him and oh started God. attacking me and um yeah they they planned a disney vacation around testifying against me in court of course. that was great i mean ultimately like every uh, everything they did you know it was futile i mean kids stayed here with me and you know he gets his visitation but you know I'm severely traumatized from it. Like I, I can't to this day, I I shake when I check my mailbox. Oh my God. Because um I all I got in the mail for so long was just court papers and court papers and um he left us, you know, destitute, um, took my van away from me. I
0: mean, it was really
2: bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah.
0: You you were you were saying like you don't know how you did it but you were doing it for your kids because i i know we said a second ago you know it was you trying to of course correct how your life had turned out but at that point you probably like okay i know my life is my life is screwed up but i i gotta do what i can for these kids because this the, the cycle the cycle's got to stop somewhere and right. so it was all about how can you give your kids the best life and when you have a parent like that who's who's um who's really just using the kids as a means to attack you that that's a really hard place because you were probably just trying to find a way to like how can we exist in this world we created these kids but
2: I yeah when I mean when it was I want a divorce I didn't react well I I mean I was angry hurt sure but ultimately I was like okay this is gonna happen we'll be co-parents I mean I didn't have animosity. Um, I don't, I didn't need it, but he he came at me with fists blazing. And um, I believe, the, I blame the system, honestly. Um, I blame the system because the system perpetuates that situation and um, they see people, they saw people like me and him coming and all they saw was dollar signs. Um, And I mean, yeah, tens of thousands, tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand dollars, you know, between the two of us. Um, and we're by no means wealthy people, which it's just makes it even more ridiculous. Uh, and yeah, it, it reached a point because I tried to go back. I went back to school when, um, you know, Doris was final and, you know, he's like, I'm appealing and I still want custody. And, you know, my family's with him at this point. And um, I was back in school and wanting to study in healthcare administration. And um, that first, or was it my first or second fall semester anyway, um, I had like two weeks where I had like four court hearings and I would go into class, excuse myself, go get on the phone, testify in court, go back to class, take a test, do whatever I had to do. Um, maintained a 4.0 the whole time. I still don't know how I did that. <laughs> but I did. I just needed something like I was just trying to get up and exist every day because that's literally, um, it took all of my mental strength. And I was also not in a healthy relationship. I had moved on with with someone else and it was, started out one of those started out great and um became codependent and very volatile and um at times violent so um i was in a really bad place there when and i needed something so
0: yeah i mean like and that's hard too because you're trying to it i mean through no fault of like your own, you're trying to grab onto something that's stable that you can hold on to that's you know, right. even, I mean, even to an, to an extent, you know, like focusing on, on getting a degree, you know, is like, is something you, you pull on to right. because you say, okay, like the ground is coming out from under me. Like what, what you know, where's, where's right. something I can hold on to. Right. That is, that's so, I mean, now going through all of this, obviously you can't depend on your family because they're against you. Um, Are you trying to go to therapy or are you, are you trying to like find any way that you can help yourself
2: um, help. i wanted and uh, you know i i it's a long story going back into childhood but i have as an adult i have a bit of an aversion to therapy okay. only because i think it takes i i'm just i think i'm just too traumatized to sure. <laughs> my sure. guard down honestly sure. Sure. um and it's hard it's hard to find somebody that you feel safe enough with And so being in Virginia, essentially on my own with these four kids, um, I, I didn't have time to go find a counselor. And if I did, you know, the few times I would call and inquire, it was, oh, well, we have an appointment, you know, seven months from now, six or seven months from Mm -hmm. now. And it's like, well, I can't really wait that long. You're
1: like I need
2: help now. <laughs> I need I need, <laughs> I need help. help now. Yesterday. <laughs> I need I need um I need help coping. And I could have gone through um my school, I had a counselor, but um again, going back to needing someone you connect with and did not care for her where personalities clashed. So and
1: that certainly yeah. happens.
2: And you know, also in just this constant state of almost paranoia, I want to say, because I would, I was just getting it from all angles, like, even, even, you know, attorneys who should have helped and shouldn't have, you know, officials, you know, I I could, I, I can't even count how many people I would reach out to and just, you know, ask for help or, someone would try to help me and i'd just be like i'm sorry i just reach a point where it's like (laughs) i'd just laugh at them like you can't you can't help me like there is no helping this situation either he's gonna stop or he's not going to stop and i don't know what it was but ultimately he he quit filing papers Wow.
1: so i mean it's got to be exhausting
2: yeah it's It's very exhausting
1: you know, on both ends, but I just, that like, I, I will never be able to get over, like, how people can spend their time doing, doing harm, you know, like, I'm always, like, right. if I had extra time on my hands, I'd be sleeping, <laughs> you know, like, like
2: I want right? to take a nap,
1: right, like, I take <laughs> or, a nap, or feed me something, <laughs> right, exactly, like, what are you doing, like, you're taking your, your free time, and you're spending it doing something so horrific, you know, so I really,
2: and I still don't understand why, you know, and I guess it was because he wanted to have the kids with him in Florida. I don't know, but you know, and, and as things have played out, like, you know, he, he married the girlfriend and now the girlfriend doesn't want the kids. She doesn't <laughs> want to be in the house with the kids. And I mean, it's just a whole big dramatic thing. And it's like, you know, I, I, Carry so much guilt for what I feel like I put them through. So
0: that's the thing
1: that.
0: Well, I, I guess the next question too is like, um, how how do the kids process that? I mean, where the where, you know, because it's it's easy. I know I know how parents can sway opinions on kids sometimes. Right. Like how 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 were the kids affected through all this? Because on top of your emotions, you got to try to help your kids process all the things they're going it it um i think i have really fabulous children they're very
2: very smart very resilient children um and i get compliments on them regularly they're great students just wonderful kids but they they suffer a lot of residual effects from like they remember being recorded when they would talk to me on the phone Um, they were you know remember being you know interrogations and stuff and you know it's a it's a lot and I'm sure there's things that you know they experience that you know they may never share with me and and I'm sure that they experienced some things with me that you know have probably had a negative impact too and I don't you know that's when that's where I was was it was like I have got to find a way to you know exist in a more healthy way with the world at
1: large sure but you know from what i can tell none of this is a reflection on you and i know that that's got to be hard for you to 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 feel um having gone through such hell (laughs) you know but um something that i've learned over the years truly is that you gotta listen to the good things people say you know and and, and try to push aside the things that you are telling yourself, because a lot of the times, you know, like the people that are going out of the way to tell you how good your kids are, um, speaking from a, a babysitter perspective, um, I think yeah. that if the kids aren't good, I am not going to go out of my way <laughs> <laughs> to tell somebody that your kid is good. If yeah. I like your kid though, I'm going to shout it from the rooftops, how great your kid is. So, right. um, you know, That's something that like I've learned over the years, and it really has helped me. Like, you know, when I'm when I'm starting to tell myself something, and then I'm like, wait, yeah, am I? Has somebody else said this to me? No, nobody else has told me I'm like, you know, I'm fat or I'm whatever I think I am. No, of course not. You know, but did somebody tell me I was pretty yesterday? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna learn to Mm -hmm. say okay.
0: So just some insight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure. You know,
0: the the resilience is amazing. You know, too, and I I think. in in a really kind of twisted way of thinking about it i mean the stuff you'd gone through early in your life created an ability to be resilient to push through um even though it was definitely hell and you didn't it wasn't like it wasn't like you were thinking like okay this crap i had in my childhood is going to prepare me for you know an eventual awful divorce but also too you know it's it's things happen to you not because of you so that's what we, we that's what we said last. with the same story we heard last you know the, with the other yes. divorce.
2: right i i actually had a counselor when i was seeing a counselor when my ex-husband and i first started having issues um right before we separated but um she was wonderful and if i could have kept seeing her i would love that but she would say that to me she was like There's nothing wrong with you. Things have happened to you Mm -hmm. and you just have ways of protecting yourself as a result of that, you know, and that's been my struggle is trying to now let some of those guards down and let people in, you know, of course, healthy, you know, people who are (laughs) positive effect on my life, but You know, so that, that's, that's the hump I'm
0: trying to get up now. So, well, it's, it's a valid thing. I mean, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's so hard. And there are people who make terrible choices in their life who do bad things. And while you can definitely blame somebody, but you also have to look back at the programming, you know, of like, of what, what in their life culminated to the person they are, the choices they make. Right. And that, that's a really hard thing to separate sometimes too, you know. And I'm not not saying anybody should be forgiven for however however bad they are, but it's if you can recognize and see like what where kind of draw the draw the map yourself, you know, and figure out and say, Okay, this is what happened, how do I fix it? So Right. Right. Yeah. So
1: can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you came into what you're doing now and um you know and and what what spurred it I mean it sounds like you know maybe it was your your special coping coping mechanism
2: yeah it it really was uh I can't I can't really describe how it happened I can tell you how it happened you know the kids were with their dad in Florida for the summer and I was you know like I said not in the best romantic relationship at the time and feeling especially down on myself so I decided okay I'm, I'm going to dive into my genealogy work and I've done that since I was you know a teenager just decided to focus my research a little bit more and one day I, I ended up searching um, graves around the Jamestown area and while I was searching I came across a YouTube video of the restoration of the knight's tomb there i'm like watching this i'm watching this man like this quirky looking little man like talk about (laughs) you know how he's chiseled out all this cement and you know pieced this together and cleaned it and i'm just like complete i'm just fascinated i'm like okay this is a thing i had no idea um so i found him on facebook and sent him a message and i was like i want to learn about gravestones <laughs> and that is so uh, cool. It's like it's like, well, I have workshops in these places in these places, and I'm like, well, I've got kids. I don't think I can attend any of these. And he's like, well, you know, if every, anything works out, you know, let me know. Well, n- nothing ever worked out, but I learned that um, quickly that cleaning was something I could do without any real training. I just had to have the right equipment and materials. So I ordered the materials up and um, got permission to go to the cemetery in my town. And I very timidly started cleaning in there, uh, was very timid at first because I thought somebody would say I was afraid somebody was going to see me and say something to me. I, was like, I, I felt like I was a little on display but nobody ever noticed me. It was the, and and I still look back, like it's so odd, like how much time I spent in there before anybody ever noticed me. So, but that's, that's about it. So that's how I discovered it. And it just kind of snowballed out, I snowballed out of control from there.
0: (laughs) I love it though. And I love getting to like hear the history of, of people and getting to see just like, I I can't even describe it really because it's just so fascinating to watch like the process and because one thing I love doing it like I I don't necessarily like go to graveyards often or or burial sites but you know it's really fascinating sometimes when you see those really old stones and sometimes they write like what they passed away of you know or they there's there's just there's something like very calming or like maybe just connecting you with, with the past in a way. And I think that's really cool. Um, You know, and for you, obviously it it was a great distraction just to get your mind away from everything that was going on in your life. It
2: was, it gave me a reason to get up and get dressed and leave my house every day. And, you know, I didn't have my kids there. And instead of just like, I really, I really felt like almost frozen Um, because I was afraid to be around people. (laughs) Uh, Not so much because uh, I was just, I felt like I was on a hair trigger with the world. And I didn't know if somebody was going to be a process server and try to serve me with some more papers, you know, because I actually had somebody swing into the driveway once while I was waiting at the bus stop with my kids. So I don't, yeah, I didn't put anything past them. Yeah, I don't I didn't put anything past them. So having having this like I'm excited to go see what I can do today. I'm excited to go see what I can improve today. And it was like I mean, anytime you do something that's tedious and doesn't really require a lot of concentration, it's kind of meditative. I think it it can help settle your thoughts, and that's what I found it was doing. It was like I would scrub and scrape and find myself crying, find myself cussing or you know, you know singing, whatever it was. But the biggest thing was that I was laughing, I was smiling i um, I felt like because I had so many people and so many parts of my life and it was how I felt about myself too Is like I'm just not a good person I'm not a good mother I'm not a good this I, you know the world's out to get me but look how pretty I made this rock <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know it's
1: beautiful <laughs> it is, it's so, no it's so special and it's so beautiful and it's I mean it's really truly really profound um because not a lot of people take their grief and go how can i make something better for someone else with the shit that i've been dealt yeah. right and like but
2: you know i didn't even think admittedly though i wasn't even thinking about it like that because i was so selfishly motivated it was just just purely for me it didn't cross my mind that it was for anyone else ever not even for the person buried there um So I guess that's the thing. It's like the most surprising turnaround for me is because I was very selfishly motivated in my actions. So it just seems odd, I guess. (laughs) I don't know, expressing it that way.
0: Yeah, but I I mean, it was selfish, but I mean, it it really did. The, the, The end result came you taking something and I'm, I'm not trying to say this disparately, but taking something that was discarded or ignored, or neglected, mm-hmm. or sullied, right? Oh, you know, and in probably some ways, you're like you felt that way about yourself. And I'm not trying to say that like in a oh, no, just, you're I'm absolutely right. I'm just saying like right. you you saw you saw the the mess of your life, and you're like, okay, this is this is my thing, you know. And I'm just gonna clean this you know i like i like doing this and then it spiraled i'm, I'm curious so have you ever come across anybody who was like this is my relative or someone i was connected to
2: yes almost everybody in that cemetery that i work in i'm connected to somehow wow. um, yeah it's a small town here in um the roots run deep for a lot of us. Um, I mean, my parents aren't even from this area. My father's from West Virginia. My mother grew up in Maryland and DC. Wow. So when I grew up here, I was like, I don't have like, it was just completely foreign to me that people had generations of their family here. Nope, mine too, generations way back. So um, oh,
1: wow,
2: we're all connected here in Bedford. Now, some of them, I am surprised when I find out how closely connected they might be but um no for the most part we're all pretty (laughs) we're all pretty related here
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's really cool and you know I just want to say something about being selfish right yeah I think that there we often associate being selfish with a negative connotation Um, and we also forget that like, sometimes it's okay to be selfish when we need something that's going to make us feel better, because if you don't do that, you can't be what you need to be for anybody else. That's right. You know, so, um, I just, you know, I think you did a good selfish thing.
2: (laughs) I think so too.
0: I think so too. (laughs) Like, yeah, like that's, that's your selfish thing, whatever, but you know what, that's how you're surviving. That's how you are you are filling your cup, so to speak, because where else are you going to fill it? Where where, where else are you going to right. to get your center to be able to be a good mom, a good student, a good employee, a good whatever you need to be? I mean, right? so I, but I think it's, I think it's such a cool resp- response to grief but, because grief sucks. But I think the way, right. you, the way you chose to respond to it is just so unique. And like, how many people are going to, I'm gonna go clean some graves, you know, like that's just such a such a uniquely you thing, and I think that's really special.
1: Yeah, and, and it's I, really, it's... you know, it's really. Um, I hope it inspires other people to do it. Honestly, um, I feel like you know, like Corey was saying, like a lot of places are are neglected, and you know, relatives that have passed that are forgotten and not visited, and you know what I mean. Like you are. I don't know much about the spiritual world, if it, you know, if and what exists, but I guarantee you're doing good for, for everybody, anybody. And I also think that you said that you don't think that anybody noticed you. I think people were just respecting you and what you were doing. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been that too, or like, I guarantee somebody saw what you were doing and oh, that's really wonderful.
2: I hope so. I, I I know they notice me now. So <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I've 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 had a couple of people come up to me in the cemetery. I mean, I don't see people there often, but it was like two weeks ago. There's a couple of ladies walking in there, like, are you the lady from TikTok? Yep, that's,
1: oh, <laughs> <wow>. oh, <laughs>
0: that's always fun. <laughs>
1: that is fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know though, and like this is kind of weird for me to say because I think about it a lot, but like one of my biggest fears is in life is never making like an impact and like because the reality is we're only going to be remembered so far down the line of our family you know for generations to come which is kind of a sad morbid thing to think about but i mean i know my 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 parents my grandparents i might know a generation beyond that maybe my great-grandparents but after that like there's no stories to tell anymore you know so um i think to be able to like i hope you know in 200 years someone's cleaning my gravestone you know and learned something about me Corey was a podcaster you know he had this podcast for with with his friend Jamie and that this was cool you know but I mean it's one of those things of like just carrying on a legacy and I guess to to your credit though you know in the area you live where people are the roots run so deep that there's a a little bit more involved there but yeah it's it's so interesting Yes, it is so one thing we always do on the podcast is mm-hmm. we, we, we give this um this phrase and we have our guests finish it. Okay. So you can finish it with a sent with a single word. It can be a couple words, however you want to finish it. But how would you finish the sentence? Grief is personal. Wow. Grief is personal.
2: Yeah. Was the first thing that
1: came to my mind. No, that's that's (laughs) always. Nobody's ever said that in all all thirty plus. Yes.
0: (laughs) That that's the best way. That's the whatever says off the top of your head. That's like that's the most genuine. So, um, but Alicia, like, thank you for being here today. This was so fun to talk to you and to get to know to know not just like what you do, but why you do it. And I think that's always you
1: are. You're a good mommy. <laughs> oh,
2: thank you.
0: And people can you're follow welcome. you on TikTok and we'll make sure we include the link to your TikTok. Um, but you're, well, what, what you are, you are as a testament to resilience, to strength, <laughs> to going against everything that people think you should be or what you will be. And you're saying, nah, I'm, I'm cooler than that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Well, well, thank you so much for being here. It was so great having you. Thank Thank you,
1: guys. Yes, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Everyone listening, we'll talk to you later.
1: Bye, Bye. everybody.
0: Bye-bye.